morning, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be exceedingly glad in it. I am Anthony Moore, and I am the pastor of Carolina Church in Fort Washington, Maryland, and you happen to be on the Carolina Church prayer call, and I want to thank you for your presence on today. To God we praise. I want to continue our discussion, if I will, I want to continue the discussion around this idea and concept of prayer, but specifically I want to talk about what our response ought to be when God says no to us in our prayers. We've established the fact that there are those of us who love it, if not all of us who love it when God tells us yes. We establish the fact that God does answer all prayers. He does. Sometimes our basis for determining the uselessness of prayer is based on the fact that we don't see manifested what we, in fact, were hoping for. Therefore, we think God doesn't hear us or that God doesn't answer prayers, and he does. It is just that sometimes in our praying, or praying, God says no to our requests. And I want you to be mature enough in your faith to know how to respond when God says no. When I was a child, I spake as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. And we have been in the faith long enough now not to pout or to roll our eyes or suck our teeth when God tells us no. So, Anthony, what is the correct response when we hear God saying no to our request? I think that we need to be clear. There are many times God says yes to our requests because they fit into the plan he's working out in our lives. He said yes to Moses' request to see his glory. He said yes to Solomon's request for wisdom. And Jesus said yes to everyone who asked him for healing and help. But our faith-filled requests do not supersede God's sovereign rule. If he was bound by our prayers, as some teach, he would in fact cease to be God. We would be gods by dictating his actions. And nowhere in scripture do we see such a precedent. So I've come today to say to you that God will often say no to things we yearn to see happen. Those with immature faith sometimes use this as an excuse to abandon him altogether. Now, I want you to hear me when I say this again. 
When God says no, those of us who are immature in the faith will sometimes use that particular piece of him saying no as an excuse to abandon prayer's effectiveness and to abandon him altogether. You, you hear people say, God didn't heal my baby. God didn't save my marriage. God didn't keep my mom or my parent, my dad from dying. God didn't give me that job that I needed. God, if our view is that God is obligated to grant our requests like a genie grants wishes, then we're going to be dismayed when God does not perform for us. See, we, we choose whether to allow a no from God to shatter our faith or build it up. A no from God can teach you and I to endure even when we don't understand. Please allow me to give this to you again. Um, if, our, if, if, if our view is that God is obligated to grant our request like a genie grants wishes, then you and I will become dismayed when God does not perform for us. We choose whether to allow a no from God to shatter our faith or to build it up. We've got two options here. It's either it's going to shatter our faith or build it up. Um, God wants to teach us. His no is designed to teach us to endure even when we don't understand. In James chapter 1, if you will, for James chapter 1 verse 3, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. It is often in the season when God says no that you and I are forced to pursue God more earnestly. It's in, it's in that season. It's in the seasons of God's no that we become forced to, to pursue God more earnestly. See, God's no's, his, his no's often shatter the tiny box in which we try to keep him and allow, and, uh, keep him in and allow the real God to reveal himself. Yeah, we, 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 we literally want God to, to, to remain like we design him to remain. But God's nose often shatter the tiny box in which we try to keep them in, and it allows the real God to reveal himself to us. He says no when it's part of his grander plan. He says no when our lack of faith indicates that we do not truly believe he is who he says he is. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, tells us this. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says, And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God 
must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. He says no. All right? Now, I do need you to get this, you all. When God says no, y'all, it's an opportunity for God to reveal himself to us, to reveal his grander plan. His saying no, when our lack of faith indicates that we do not fully believe he is who he says he is. He says no, when our requests are rooted also in selfishness. All right? Please please hear me. He says no when our lack of faith indicates that we do not truly believe he is he who he is the one who says who he says he is. But he also says no when our requests are rooted in selfishness. Um or when a yes would harm us. It's either rooted in selfishness or that yes would harm us. So so here's what James chapter 4 verse 3 says. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. That's James 4 and 3. He also says no when, like Paul, we must learn that his grace is sufficient for us. Oh man, when when his he tells Paul he tells he tells Paul 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 he, Paul says, "Would you take this thorn from me?" And yet, God's response to him is, "No, my grace is sufficient." So allow me to do this again, y'all. He says, "No." When our lack of faith indicates that we do not truly believe, he is who he says he is. He says no when our requests are rooted in selfishness or even uh, when the yes would harm us. And he says no when, like Paul, we've got to learn that his grace is sufficient for us. The biblical examples of servants of God who experienced God's no helps us learn the right response when God says no to us. When God says no to us, it's not a part of his grander plan. When God says no to us, it's important for you to know that that's not the time for you to demonstrate immaturity in the faith. It becomes an opportunity for us to pursue God all the more. The closer I get to him, the more I discover that God knows best even when my request indicates that I, in fact, want it. My brothers and sisters, uh, I want to ask us to intercede today on behalf of um, many who have sent in requests. Let me thank 
Pastor Bessie Hayes, for assisting me on last Wednesday as I've been suffering from sciatic nerve issues in my back and leg. And um, I appreciate the help and appreciate you all's prayers. Today, I'm going to ask you all to continue to pray um, for Sister Kathleen Davis. Um, she's requesting prayer um, for her four-year-old grandson, um, whose name is Legend, and praying for her, his mom. He's at the hospital with respiratory infection. We want to pray. Brother Anders Valora, V-A-L-E-U-R-A, is requesting prayer. Um, he's wanting to pursue God's wisdom for his life. Praying today for Deacon Evelyn Mack, whose son-in-law, Brother Irvy Lee Young, transitioned this past week. We want to pray for the family of Irvy Lee Young. Praying for um, Sister Robin Ball, who's also requesting prayer for her friend, Beth Jones' daughter-in-law, Rachel Ballard, who suffered a stroke. And we're asking God for strength for her son and for the husband during this time. Praying for them today. We're praying today for a continued prayer for Emma Oaks and praying today for Brother Delbert, for Sister Sheila Reed, we're praying. For Ruth Ann Major, we're lifting in prayer today. I would like to ask if you all would lift Brother Thurm James in prayer, intercede on his behalf. There's a neighbor friend of ours named Brother James in Collington Station. We're asking you to lift him in prayer as he battles prostate cancer. Praying for Sister Mary Davis and Sister Dorita Williams as they continue um, um, in the nursing home. Deacon Evelyn Mack, Martina Baxter, Associate Pastor Talia White, and Sister Mary Little Irvin, we are lifting in prayer. Sister um, uh, Brother Jones and um, Nikki Thompson, who had surgery, the mother of Nikki Thompson, who had surgery, we're praying. I'm also asking you all to pray for all elected officials that they would do what God has called them to do. And that is to represent him in the land as we represent the people who make up the world in which we happen to be placed in. Let me ask you all to continue to pray for me, if you will, as I will continue to figure out the treatment and um, plan that God has for my life. Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you for the privilege of being able to approach you in such a way, God, that we have an audience with your holiness. 
truth of the matter is, God, we're like empty pitchers before a full fountain. We really have no business being able to even be in your presence. But because of your son, Jesus, who covers us, who justifies us, who even intercedes on our behalf, you have granted us permission to approach your throne and to do it boldly. God, we are also grateful today to know that even when you tell us no, that you have our best interest at heart. God, we in fact are grateful to learn today what the proper response is, even when you tell us no. There are those of us, God, who have experienced your no's on many occasions. And Father, we come today to ask for your forgiveness because we didn't know. God, please forgive us for being so selfish, for being so narrow in mind, God. We ask for your forgiveness, God, that we pouted and we sucked our teeth and we walked away from the disciplines and the practice of being a believer, which is praying unto you. We walked away because we felt, God, you didn't even answer us. Not only did we walk away, God, from the discipline of prayer, but there have even been those of us who walked away from the faith because, God, please forgive us. Please forgive us, God. Please forgive us. We didn't know, God. We operated in ignorance. Please forgive us for doing it, Father. And I pray that you will restore unto us. I just want to thank you, too, for loving us in spite of our ignorance. Now, God, for those I've come today outlining and laying out before you today who has sent in requests, Father, we already know that you know about them, but thank you for giving us the opportunity to intercede on behalf of them. And, Lord, we thank you for having breath still in our bodies. Thank you, God, for us waking up knowing our name. We had enough sense to dial in today to the prayer call. Thank you for, God, the activities of our limbs. We're, God, we're grateful, we're grateful, we're grateful for our minds that are still functioning. Body might be aching, but, God, we know our names, and we're grateful today that we had enough sense to call you by your name. Father, in the name of Jesus, our Jehovah, our Father, our Daddy, who's omnipotent, who's omniscient, who in fact is in fact omnipresent, God, thank you for being who you are. Now, God, wherever we need you, dispatch your angels and your power and your glory that needs might be met that are according to your will. God, this is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, listen, you all, thank you so very much. Thank you for your prayers. Um, thank you for your, your attention and your time. I hope today has been beneficial to you. I've given you some information that I hope you won't keep to yourself, that you'll share with others. Be the disciple God called you to be. Okay.
Um, on your mark, get set, let's grow. I want you to have a great day on purpose. God bless you all. Love you much.